Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 3rd of July, year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the J. Today I wanted to dive a little bit into the Sacramento Kings, what's going on with them, and how they may fare in the resumption, is, is that a word, of the NBA season. Do they actually have a chance to get into the playoffs? According to De'Aaron Fox, yes, he believes. I feel like he said this like a hundred times. Um, I, I just keep seeing the quote that he feels that the Kings are being disrespected in that people aren't really giving them uh, a chance uh, to actually make the playoffs and end their 14-year playoff drought. Kings fans, I don't really know exactly how long it's been. It's been a long time. I know that for a fact. But before we get into that, I want to talk – well, we're still going to stay on De'Aaron Fox a little bit. Um, I, I tell you what, man. It's got to feel really good if you're a Kings fan to see that De'Aaron is so like content with staying with the Kings, staying in Sacramento, re-signing his next contract, which I believe – can be done as early as December or like as late as December. I think if it's not done by then, then because he would be a free agent next year, right? Technically restricted, maybe probably could have done a little bit of research on that. But I believe that by December next year, they might shift around calendar dates a little bit since the league itself, the the, the calendar year for the league is going to be uh, shifted drastically. Um, but he could have that done relatively soon, which is really awesome. And I'm really excited to see, first of all, I totally forgot that he got a haircut and he looks awesome. Almost unrecognizable. Like, I feel like the hair was kind of his signature thing. Like, his hair with, like, his kind of skinny, lengthy, well, not really lengthy, but just his body, like, type. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of, like, oh, that's De'Aaron Fox with his hair. I don't know. He's going to look like Dennis Schroeder. Um, so, that's got to be, that's awesome, right? And even with Bagley and, and uh, like, him coming back to, like, full health, and that's, I guess, we're just going to kind of tie it back into the playoffs. My thing was, you know, you kept seeing like, oh, well, they said Marvin Bagley's cleared to play. And I have no reason to not trust team doctors. There's no reason that we shouldn't. But I guess maybe it was giving me sort of like a Blake Griffin uh, Pistons thing, like PTSD, where last year they were like, oh, yeah, like Blake is, yeah, he's a little bit banged up. But like, trust me, like going into the Milwaukee series uh, between game two and game three. Uh, the damage is like it can't get worse than it already is so if he plays it's not that big of a deal yeah what a bananas lie that was he wore a knee brace that was the size of lca itself willed himself to these really admittedly uh, admirable performances against the bucks in games three and four despite the losses and he wasn't able to ever like recover from that he was noticeable from the second that the preseason started uh he was like a shell of himself so now i i believe he's fully rehabilitated from that um, but even then he has no incentive to play in the quote unquote secondary bubble that is being proposed right now. That's a different episode though. Um, so just kind of going back to Bagley, it was just kind of like a worrisome thing. Like I'm worried for Kings fans. Like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, hearing Bagley himself, I guess, say that he hasn't felt pain, uh, in his, it was his foot right in a, in a considerably long time. Like that's a great sign, but I'm pretty sure Blake said the same thing. Like he was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, I'm playing, doing basketball activities. Like feel good. I'm cleared to play. And he just wasn't. So you kind of get into this weird thing of like, is it actually worth Bagley playing these games? Um, and if nothing else, like at least he's getting the game experience, at least he's getting the run. But I think you just kind of worry with him as if you aren't already worried enough about injuries with him. Like, 
please don't make it worse. And when you're, these aren't just throwaway games. The Kings are obviously competing. Like these are really meaningful games for them. I just worry how that's like what the approach with him is going to be. Maybe there's like a minute restriction, something like that. Um, and I, to be fair, the same thing could be said about Fox because he dealt with, it was at one point in time, I think it was like March, maybe late February. He's dealing with like four injuries at the same time. And I, I couldn't for the life of me tell you where exactly they were on his body. But he was, there was a lot going on with him and he was fighting through all of it. He's like trying to recover from some things and now new things are flaring up. And De'Aaron Fox is a trooper and sometimes that's why he wasn't able to deliver in these really big moments. Like I remember in the, um, the Bucks game, in Pfizer forum, um, he struggled a little bit, and it was because he was kind of limited in his movements. If memory serves, I could be wrong on that, but I remember like there was one game I was watching where I was like, something's going on with him. Maybe it was the Thunder game. I don't really remember. But if you're going into Orlando and you have, uh, you do not have an easy schedule at all, um, and it's you know you have Corey Brewers on the team now. I'm excited basically to see this Kings team, you know, at full strength and these players playing the way that. I think Kings fans had kind of envisioned they would all season long. Um, it's going to be – here's the thing. The Kings have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, it is eight games. I was going to say seven. Eight games, and I could tell you with, like, certainty that they'll win one. I believe they have, like, a – what, a 7% chance to make the playoffs, period. There's, like, a 9% chance they'll get the eighth seed and, like, a 20% chance – that they'll get the ninth seed, like, play-in thing that they're going to do. But the odds are that the Kings are going to be left out. I could tell you with certainty that they're going to beat the Nets because and the Brooklyn has more incentive to lose right now than they do to win because I believe if they end up losing, I'm sorry, if they just, like, if they tank a little bit, miss the playoffs, get in the lottery, I believe they get a protected pick from the Hawks in the Allen Crab deal. I think that's what it was. Um, so Brooklyn right now with no Kyrie, no Dinwiddie, right? Um, no DeAndre Jordan um, and no KD. Like, wh why would the Nets try? You know what I mean? Uh, so the <laughs> the Kings are probably going to win that game. Other than that, the Spurs, their first game on the 31st, it's like the only other one that I'm like, okay, yeah, they'll be fine there. Like, well, hopefully. That's like the, that's the second closest one where it's like they should be all right. Um, and that's kind of, it's funny because with the Kings and the Spurs, it's kind of opposite. It's like the Spurs want to make the playoffs for like the hundredth year in the row in a row. And the Kings are just trying to make the playoffs for the first time in like a hundred years after missing like a hundred years in a row. Then you got the magic. <sighs> I mean, that's a team trying to fight for a spot. The Mavs will be interesting because obviously they're great and they have, they still have position to play for, but I'm curious to see if, you know, a healthy Kings team can really kind of band together a little bit there. Um, it may be more important to, well, I mean, obviously the Kings are going to want to go eight. No, and like in an ideal world, but when you play the Pels, what twice, um, yeah, if you lose both of those, it's over in an ideal world, obviously you go two and oh, the only, like you can probably live with one and one as long as you just, it's going to be so difficult, man, because the Pels have just as much to fight for as the Kings do. And I know 
that there's going to be a lot of conspiracies going around whenever those games come up that, oh, the NBA is pushing for the Pels to get in the playoffs because it's better marketing and they want them in over the Grizzlies, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know those conspiracies are coming. You know that they're coming from, like, the officials. It's going to be a whole thing, and it's going to be quite the spectacle, honestly. And I guess it'll be kind of interesting. But uh, those are going to be really difficult. And then just adding to that, you also play the Rockets and the Lakers. So those are losses. You're not going to beat the Lakers. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I I would be really disappointed, as I think would everybody else, if you see players like load managing. Because I'm curious, like the Lakers and the Kings, that's like the last game. So I'm curious to see if like the Lakers rest some of their guys. But it's like you just had like four months off. But I guess still when you come back, and, you know, you play those games in such a short amount of time, it's going to do a little bit of wear and tear on your body. Like, you kind of got to get back in shape a little bit. Not back in shape, but you have to, your body has to become, like, reacclimated to the setting. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. I, I hope this is coming across in the way that I'm thinking of it. So, like, that's probably the only way that the Kings have a chance is if the Lakers decide, like, oh, LeBron and AD don't need to play because we need them for the playoffs. They can take this one game off, like this last game. As far as the Rockets go... Crap shoot. I mean, you're, uh, you, it depends on what iteration of the Rockets you get that night, and it depends, I guess, on what iteration of the Kings you get because if you're going to miss shots at the rim and foul all the time, um, that's going to be obviously uh, cataclysmic. Well, also, you're playing James Harden, so, yeah, the Kings are, I would reckon, like half the roster is going to foul out. Um, I also am assuming, as we go into this, Kings fans are going to – put a little bit of a target on Luke Walton's back as if they haven't already done that, I guess. And if for whatever reason, the Kings don't make the playoffs, which again, in all likelihood, they won't like, let's be real. The expectation should be that the Kings won't just because they're like on the outside, like bolded italics underlined. They're not just on the outside looking and they are on the outside looking in given their schedule. Um, but that's like, it's also not to say that De'Aaron Fox is wrong because he is because they shouldn't be ruled out. But like, let's be real. Um, where was that train of thought going? I don't actually remember. Uh, Luke Walton. It was Luke Walton. I was going to talk about Luke Walton. Fans are going to put a target on his back like they already have. Right. OK, I'm getting back into it. That's what I was talking about. Um, and I, I guess I just worry a little bit that people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, the Kings didn't make the playoffs. See, I told you, like, Luke Walton wasn't the right coach for this. Guys, 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 guys. I think maybe I'm a little bit biased just because anytime I would ever speak to Grant, um, whenever it was me and, uh, on the on, on the show with him and Doug, or if it was Grant and I just talking, um, he would always praise Luke a lot. And he would, you know, tell me some really cool stories and kind of give me a little bit of insight. And it, it kind of opened me up a little bit to the reality that it's not really Luke Walton's fault. And while well, some of it is, but it's like the blame doesn't explicitly lie on him um again like you're dealing a lot this season with these really frustrating contingencies i mean you don't it, i'm as a pistons fan i can confidently tell you that injuries suck especially this year and kings dealt with that not on the level that detroit did because the kings aren't entering another rebuild but um I, I i don't know that this should be an indication like that that Luke Walton should be fired. I guess depending on how it goes, if they completely blow it and go 0-8, he's not going to get fired, but because that would be absolutely absurd. But it's just kind of like this unprecedented time where I feel like, like if the season played out the way that it normally is, as we had anticipated, and we had already concluded the draft and free agency was open right now, 
if as if it was any other regular NBA year. Um, and you know, the Rockets lost and the Sixers lost. Like I think probably Brett Brown and Mike D'Antoni might not have jobs right now, but because things are kind of, again, these, this is an unprecedented thing. It's like unorthodox method of just resuming an NBA season after a global pandemic, even though we're still in the middle of the pandemic here, at least. I think even those coaches, like the ones that are on the hot seat, are probably going to be given a little bit of slack. I don't really know how to articulate this, but I think it's there's just going to be a different scope that goes in on it. But it's going to rely on a lot of circumstances. Again, if Luke, he's not going to get fired no matter what, but maybe he's on a little bit of a hot seat if he just completely blows it or he just completely uh, mismanages games and doesn't play badly when like he should and but even then it's kind of like well when should you play him because if you don't want injuries to flare up I don't know it's this whole set of things and I it I, I just don't want Kings fans to overreact because I know that you guys um it inevitably will because that's what always happens um but I backtracking a little bit I think I'm what I'm curious to see is assuming that De'Aaron's completely healthy right now um I'm excited to see if he's used on ball more um, instead of just often being a vessel of getting the ball into the half court and then giving the ball to someone else and there's a play that's initiated. Like, I'm curious to know if a healthy De'Aaron Fox is going to be given a little bit more leash and he's going to be able to kind of do whatever he wants. Not whatever he wants, but, you know, if he wants to hijack a possession or two. I personally, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that. Just I think it's just because I love him so much. I also wish, hopefully, maybe if he's a little bit less banged up, he'll be more likely to actually, you know, draw contact more. Because he's really good at that, and he just doesn't do it enough. Like, he can get to the rim, and he's just so small and shifty that dudes just plow into him. Um, and I, I, I hope that he does that more. Hopefully, Buddy's still hot from three, and he's still amazing. I always forget that he won a three-point contest this year, and I said that he wouldn't because I'm an idiot, so I know no one should listen to me. Um so I, I don't know. If if the Kings don't make the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I'm curious to see if uh, the last we heard, what, two months ago, was that Harrison Barnes hadn't cut his hair or shaved his beard yet. I'm going to be pretty disappointed if we get into the bubble in Orlando and he's got, like, a, a haircut. I'm going to be really disappointed in him if that happened. And hopefully he's still good. Oh, and also Kent Bazemore wants to stay in Sacramento, which is awesome because he's been great as well. And hopefully Alex Len wants to say, stay because he's been like this may have this his like short stint in Sacramento may be the most serviceable that Alex Len has been in his entire career. And even Rashawn Holmes isn't it? Well, Rashawn Holmes has always been kind of sweet, not like kind of sweet, but like he's a guy that people don't realize is actually good. Like he's like he's he's not you guys know what I mean by good. He's not like oh my gosh, Rashawn Holmes, but he's just a quality dude. You guy who you want in your uh, in your front court. Um, alrighty, folks. If you made it this far, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, thank you very very much. Just wanted to go off about fifteen minutes about the Sacramento Kings. Haven't done that in a while, and I'm wearing my Kings shirt today. If you made it this far, thank you very very much. I will catch you guys in the next one.